Hello and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to gain actionable advice, learn about current market trends, and hear war stories from other professional investors out there in the field today. Before we get started, I have two quick housekeeping items to cover. First, if you like the episode, we would very much appreciate a like, subscribe, and share. It is the best way to support the show and keep it running. Second, if you are a new investor looking to get started in real estate or an experienced investor looking to take your investing to the next level, we created an ebook for you that will cover how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance those deals with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. On top of that, I throw in an insane amount of free bonuses that you'll have access to once you buy the ebook. All we charge is our admin cost to keep the show running. So, if you're serious about real estate investing and want to create both active and passive income as an investor, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com and click on the button that says get the ebook to grab yourself a copy today. So with that said, let's dive right in. Today we have a very special guest with us ready to drop some investor knowledge on you. So buckle up, grab your pen and paper and enjoy the ride. All right, we're back with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have with us Anthony Mann. Anthony is a, uh, he has quite an experience in real estate. I'm going to breeze through this. He started in two, over four, 13 years ago, 14 years ago um, as an REO agent. Since then, he has gone into creating software in AM Open House in 2014 and also founding a marketing agency, uh, A Social Strategy in 2016. Um, he has a lot of experience. I'm really excited to have Anthony here. I'm going to turn the mic over to him to let him tell his story. So Anthony, we always start with stories. How'd you get started in real estate? Thanks so much for having me, man. So, you know, real estate's kind of been in my blood. Uh, my family's been in the business for over 40 years. My dad's been a licensed agent, I think, since uh, 1978 or something like that. Um, right. So it's literally been, you know, around me my entire life. So I get out of school. And of course, naturally, I have no clue what I want to do. Um, so, you know, my dad owned the Remax office at the time. He was like, go get your license. Let's do real estate. Okay. So I go, I get my license and, uh, you know, get out of school in like Mayish and have my license by the end of June. Um, and, you know, I'm doing whatever normal agents do, right? I'm sitting there, I'm answering phones. And I get a call in and some guy wants to see houses in Plainview, New York. I'm the Long Island guy. And uh, so I go and we show them three houses or I show them three houses. And uh, the guy decides to place an offer on that house, $550,000 house. We go into contract a week later and I got my first taste of making $11,000 about a month after real estate, my, my start in the real estate game. So yeah, as you can imagine, I was pumped, right? Um, <laughs> You're probably in your 20s at this time. So I, I was 22 years that. old. I was like, didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, it's the coolest thing. I'm going to Atlantic City. You know, I'm ready to spend it before I even make it. Um, but club. that was that was short-lived, right? So that's 2007. And we all know what happened in 2008, right? Less than a year later, the market falls apart, right? There's commercial vacancies. There's residential people that are, you know, for getting foreclosed on. People are underwater on their homes. And I had no book of business, right? I had sold, you know, 10 houses, eight houses by that time. And I had nobody to fall back on. No, no clients coming after, hey, I got to sell this and that. I didn't know anybody. So I quickly realized that if I wanted to be successful, I had to make a massive change. So started calling every major bank in the country. Um, and I got lucky, right? It, it push came to shove. I called the right guy at the right time. He gave me an opportunity to sell a house, gave me 30 days to sell it. Um, wound up putting it in contract in seven days. And that opened up the floodgates for me in the REO world. Once I had that one reference, we started doing more business with that bank. I was able to leverage him to go to other banks. And within six months to a year or so, 
we had accounts with every major bank in the country and a team under me and we're selling 200, 250 homes a year um, within a year of that time. So business just exploded. Um, now, fast forward to 2014, we're doing great and I have this open house and sitting there and I'm doing the typical agent thing, right? Pen and paper. And I decided to start an open house because on the way home from this open house, like an act of God, literally this piece of paper with like 60 names goes flying out the window. Right. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm 25 years, 26 years old at the time. And I'm using a pen and paper at open house. Right. So I go, I developed the software. Uh, I won't talk too much about it, but basically it was, you know, it was, it was simple. It would put your name, phone number, email address, and it connects to my CRM. And, you know, that's it. So through that, we decided to start this marketing company. And of course, my background being in, um, you know, the investing side of real estate, you know, working with investors, buying REO properties, we naturally started working with other REO agents across the country and investors that were looking for more deals, right? So we're working with the agents that were looking to sell their property, get in front of more people on Facebook or Instagram, whatever it might be. And then we're working with investors who didn't want to use an agent who wanted to say, hey, I have this property in this area. How can I get more buyers for it, right? It's maybe it's not ready yet. You know, we're still in in uh, renovation mode. So, you know, how can we put a list of people together so that way when it's ready to be seen, I have 50 people that want to look at it. So um, we started doing that with a ton of investors and that has kind of exploded our business, you know, moving forward. So, you know, we're, we're four years into that now and we work with, you know, investors and agents, and not too many agents, we work, work with more teams, um, you know, across the country in order to really help them do what they want to do. So looking for off-market property is huge right now, right? Inventory is nowhere to be found. Pretty much every market, you know, they have a month, month and a half with the inventory at best. So, you know, I, I get I get calls from friends of mine that are investors all the time, like, hey, I'm doing direct mail, it's working, but I need more properties, right? I can't. I can't get my hands on property. People are overbidding property. Like, how do I get in front of more people? Um, so, you know, we're able to use social media to get in front of those people. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of tire kickers in there naturally, um, but all it takes is, you know, one or two deals to really you know make everything worth it in the end. Absolutely, man. I know. I, I love that story. And I, I like that you got started so young with the, with some success in REO. Um, REO, I've heard it takes, you know, you got to have a, a you got to be willing to take the hits in order to be be successful in REO. So that's a, a good way to get started in real estate. Yeah, it was it was six months of calling day in and day out. I mean, no money whatsoever, just sitting <laughs> on the phone. And I, and I tell you, I got lucky. Like I call, I called this guy every single day and he just picked up the phone one day. Like he knew it was me when I was calling. Like he would be like, I don't have anything for you, Anthony, and just hang up on me. And that day he's like, it's your lucky day. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. Let's do this. <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, and but now, I mean, with founding a social strategy, you guys are um, your marketing masters, and just like you said, uh, finding off-market deals is one of the most difficult things to do, especially in this market today. Um, yep. I mean, I'm in Seattle. It people are bidding just way over what what a property is worth. Just it d- doesn't even make sense. I so just you really do have Seattle. to go to this. Yeah, sorry, well, I just read in Seattle they they did they sold the property for 170 thousand over asking. I was like, yeah. you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I actually, I just sold a duplex. I, uh, um, a duplex that I owned, I expected to sell it, um, for, I think I, 460 was the number that I was trying to hit. And we sold it for five, um, what was the end price? Well, I had it under contract for 583. Long story short, it oh ended up selling, we sold it with that same guy for 520, but that's much, much over <laughs> what we expected. So basically found 60 grand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's just kind of a story to show the market is crazy right now. Uh, you really do need to go to the source. You need to find sellers in order to, to get deals that work on, on paper that, that the numbers work for. 100%. Um, so, I mean, you're the ma- master at this. 
what are some, some things that you guys do? Give me one like main tactic that you use that you, you've seen results with um, in, uh, in a social strategy. Sure. So, you know, you probably hear this all the time, right? The, the gold is always in the follow-up. So yep. what we find is that no matter what leads you generate today, the follow-up process is more important than anything else. Most of the leads that we actually see our investor clients closing are 60 to 90 days old. So they submitted their information because they stopped paying their mortgage or whatever reason they had. They lost their job. They you know, had a job transfer, whatever it was. They stopped paying their mortgage and they were immediate in that moment scared about it, right? So they were getting served ads and whatnot and they submitted their information. And then for whatever reason, things worked out for them, right? They were able to make that mortgage payment. They were able to get another job. They were able to figure it out in the time being. But mm-hmm. because our system stayed in front of them for 60, 90 days, in that time, whatever happened, happened again. And so the long-term follow-up of this has been massively more successful than the short-term. So while you will get a couple deals that will immediately call or you know answer the phone or reply to a text message, what we found is that you know leveraging our clients' databases has been more successful than anything else we've ever done. I like that. And I've, I've heard that so many times. Um, I mean, even so we focus on mobile home and RV parks and the follow-up really is, it's crucial. It's, it's really where most of the the deals come through. Um, but in order to follow up, you do have to have, you have to have an initial contact somewhere along the line. You have to have met this person. You have to have had that first touch point. Um, so what do you guys do to fill your funnel? What's, what's the main strategies that are working on that end? Yeah. So, you know, uh, people take for granted how smart Facebook and Instagram and Google really are, right? So when you're crafting an ad, especially for overarching property, make sure that you use the keywords that you want the algorithm to pick up. So for instance, on Facebook, right? If you're putting an ad up and you're looking for off-market deals and you're specifically, let's just say you're looking for people who are getting divorced, right? They need to sell their home within the next three months because their divorce is going to be finalized and that's part of the deal, right? So if you're looking for divorce, Make sure you put, are you getting divorced in your copy? If you're looking for people that, you know, lost their job due to COVID, make sure you put lose your job due to COVID, right? Like, so be very specific. Facebook, Instagram, Google, they are very, very intelligent in the way they serve ads to people based on what they're searching across the internet, right? They have more data on us than anybody could ever imagine in these massive centers. So be very direct. Don't beat around the bush. Don't be like, oh, are you thinking of selling your home next week? Like be very, very direct in your marketing and you'll get significantly better results. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you're specifically talking about digital marketing here for people listening and watching. I know there's a lot of different strategy out there. Anthony is the master at the digital side. Um, we've had a lot of luck with it and I know it works very well. So, um, so the comment you just said, copy matters, the copy that you put into your ad. Um, it's not just for people reading. It's also for the algorithms. They're, they're using that copy to kind of define who that ad is placed in front of. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so like, and and to couple that, right? Like stop worrying about so much about your targeting, right? Some people really focus like, okay, my targeting has got to be people who have bad credit and, um, you know, they're looking for Home Depot and Lowe's and like all these things, right? Like you don't have to worry about that as much. Like you can go what we call open targeting and craft your copy to get in front of the right people. You'll get in front of the right person more often using copy than you will trying to figure out the best targeting um, for your, for your ads. Yep, absolutely. And it's it's hard to uh, kind of wrap your mind around that when you come from um, like direct mail. Uh, I mean, targeting and direct mail is crucial. You have to have the right list or else right. it, it, you're just sending it to into thin air, um, nope. which is the opposite of you know what you're describing, this digital marketing. Basically, you craft what you uh, 
your copy is kind of defining who it's going to get in front of, um, not vice versa. Exactly. Exactly. So is there a platform that you guys see mo- most success with um, Google, Facebook, anything like that? So we focus on uh, Google, Facebook and Instagram, right? So there's, there's two types of marketing, right? So what we call Facebook, Instagram, we, we call it interruption marketing, right? You might've been on, um, you know, a site about, you know, how to sell your home quickly or this and that. And Facebook picked that up and the guy like me is advertising. So Facebook says, all right, this is a match. Let's put it in front of this person, but it's not something they're really looking at, right? It might be something they're subconsciously thinking about, but not something they're actively targeting. So those leads are generally going to be less intent leads and also cost significantly less because it's interruption marketing. You're hoping when you put it in front of them, they're going to click on that ad. Google pay-per-click is going to be much higher intent, right? When somebody goes to Google and says, sell my home in Seattle, right? That has massive intent there. That lead might cost $50, $60, $70, but you have a much higher chance of converting them because if they are looking for that specific thing that you're advertising for, you have a much better chance of actually getting them on the phone, especially in the short term. Yep. That makes complete sense. Um, and so, I mean, I, I kind of already know the answer to this, but, um, go into the follow-up. So we've, uh, you filled the funnel, you're working, you create, you know, your perfect copy that really addresses, uh, the exact person that you want to get that ad in front of. Um, you put it on Google, you put it on Facebook, Instagram, you run the ads, the algorithms work, they get in front of the right people, um, directs them to your website. Uh, but they don't actually do anything. You know, they don't fill out the form. They don't do whatever it is that, you know, the action that you're trying to get them to do. So what, what's the follow-up um, for the people who don't, you know, there is intent there, but they didn't take the action yet. Yeah. So, you know, every, every um, site like Google has tag manager, Facebook has pixel. Um, so we, we actually uh, really don't use landing pages very often, it's, except for Google, we have to, right. Oh, um, but on Facebook, Instagram, we actually use what we call lead form. So it basically gives people the experience of staying on Facebook um, so they submit their information and then we, we have a backend CRM that handles everything for our clients, right? So what'll happen is they'll get emails and text messages for the first seven days nonstop. Um, they will get from that point at least a text message and an email every week for the first month and then pretty much every two weeks for the rest of their natural life until they tell us to stop. Um, so, you know, like we're, we're, the way we've developed our systems is we realize that it's impossible for the average person, the average investor, the average team leader, the average broker, whatever it might be to follow up with leads at scale, right? Like you could probably follow up with 100, 200 people at any given time. But when your database really starts to grow, you have 3,000, 5,000, 10,000 people to think that you can naturally stay in front of them month over month is physically impossible. It's just not going to happen. So what we've done is we've, ta- we've taken and we've built out these massive automated systems. And so what happens is our systems will try to get that first contact for them, right? And once the first contact happens, then we'll send them over to somebody to get qualified, get an appointment set for you as an investor to actually just communicate with that person, right? So you've already qualified them, you know, they're looking to sell their home, you know, their price range, you know, massive repairs that need to be made or not. Um, but you basically have all this information before you even speak to them. And now we have them coming to you, right? So that's whenever you can get somebody to, to raise their hand and say, hey, I need help. That lead is going to close at a, at a much higher rate than when you're just trying to go grab that business right up front. That makes complete sense to me. Um, and so do you guys do anything? I mean, we've been talking about digital this entire time. Um, it is super effective uh, for yep. both getting leads, following up with them. Do you guys do anything that is non-digital? So uh, direct mail, um, anything so like that? 
We don't, but we do work with companies that have those capabilities. Um, you know, what we found, especially in the investor world, right? Like you guys already know how to send your letters, how to send your postcards, right? It's simple. You know what list to get everything. So we basically came from a, the school of, listen, let us not redefine your entire business. If you're doing things that are working, keep doing it. What we will do is we'll give you phone numbers and email addresses that if people respond to those phone numbers or those email addresses, then our systems will take over for you until that person's ready to transact, right? But we don't want to replace that part of your business. We want you to keep doing that. We want you to add digital as another avenue, right? There's there's a lot more leads. Like you might send postcards out or, or you know yellow letters that to like a thousand people a month, right? For that same $1,500 that you're spending, if you spent that on Facebook, Instagram, or Google, you might be able to generate two, 300 leads that you can now uh, you can now advertise to and communicate with literally for the rest of their lives. So, you know, there's, there's two parts of it. Like the direct mail is you might get one or two people, maybe three people that respond to you when you send that whole batch out with digital, you're able to capture those people and keep them forever. Yep. Yep. And, uh, so you, you use lead forms, um, on Facebook do yep. you guys have a uh, lead magnet? Do you use like, you know, download this 10 top? Whatever. So we used to, right? We used to be really cute about it. Like, here, download this free ebook, download this free report, whatever it is. What we found is people don't really care, right? Like yeah. if you're responding to one of our ads, and again, we're really directing our ads, right? Like our ads say like, you know, if you need to sell your home immediately and you fall into one of these categories, right? Uh, suffering due to economic loss, going through divorce, lost your job, relocate, you know, we, we're very specific in the items. So when somebody does that, literally our call to action at the end of that form is to schedule an appointment with the investor or with the, with the team or with the broker, right? And in that form that they're filling out for the calendar invite, they're going to answer a bunch of questions. Now, if they don't schedule, that's okay because upfront, we've already captured their name, their phone number, their email address. So that's when our system takes over and goes to work, right? And tries to get in front of them now and anytime in the near or late future. So we have two ways to get it done, right? They, they might submit their information right this second, might be a super qualified lead, or they might transact in 90 days, 120 days, maybe a year from now, but we don't know, but we're going to stay in front of them regardless. Makes sense. Awesome. Well, hey, we have blown through our uh, our 20-minute allotment, so I'm going to have to push us into the quick question round. This is where Let's I do ask it. questions. You give quick answers. Uh, it all starts with books. I'm a big bookie, so I like to ask two, two book recommendations, one for your um, real estate book recommendation, and then one for just general life wisdom. Okay. General Life Wisdom, The Secret, hands down. Someone gave me that book in 2009. Um, read it. It's quick, easy read if you haven't read it. Uh, it's just one of the best books you'll ever read out there. Um, recently read uh, Orrin Cleft. Um, it was... Uh, it was uh, oh, Pitch Anything, it was called. Um, great book. Uh, really, really interesting in the way you can control conversations, especially when you're doing sales calls. Um, so it's a, if you haven't read it again, really, really great business book. I've, I've heard of Pitch Anything, haven't picked it up myself, but uh, after this, I might, might have to. Yeah, really, really great. Um, next question, and uh, this is for your younger self. If you were go, to go back to the Anthony who is just getting started out, um, give him one piece of advice moving forward, what would that be? Buy more property. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I, seriously, like just buy more. I wish I, I bought you know, a bunch in 2009, but I wish I would have just bought more. Yep. That's what, that's what all investors say. Just keep the property you buy and buy more property. Yep. Uh, the next question is an opportunity for you to brag a bit, to, to kind of show off your muscles. So, um, what are you, what is your Superman skill? What are you really good at? So, you know, I'm, I'm a sales guy, right? Like if I, I own the business, but for me, I love talking to people. Um, so, you know, if anybody is interested in, you know, 
talking about investing and, and how we got started and, and how we kind of take the conversations with people and kind of turn them around and make people really feel comfortable in what they're doing. I'm really happy to have those conversations. I talk to people all the time. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I love sales more than I pretty much love anything in the world. Nice. I love it. You got to love what you do or else you're not going to yeah. do it, uh, do it well. And, uh, the next question is, um, my, well, you invest yourself, so this is relevant. So, um, what area in the United States are you, you know, peaks your interest? What area are you, are you excited about for investing? So, uh, you know, I, I was talking to one of my buddies at last, uh, two weeks ago. And so I, I'm heavily invested in Detroit and I have been since 2009. Oh, Detroit. Interesting. Yeah. So we, when I bought, I wanted, you know, you always hear people say like, recession proof your business, right? So that seemed all good and great at the time. So what I did is I bought section eight rentals in Detroit, literally buying blocks at a time. And we're guaranteed our income, right? So when COVID happened, a lot of my buddies who had general homes or commercial buildings, this and that, right? Their tenants stopped paying. Mm. Nothing ever happened to the income. I had. So I made quote unquote less money per month than they did, but we recession proof ourselves where the government's guaranteed the income coming in, right? So if, again, if I can go back, I used to always say, you know, if I could have done it differently, I would have bought commercial property earlier. Like if I could do it differently again, I would buy more section eight property, right? It's all I would buy because especially in a time like this where we don't know what's going to happen, the government keeps pushing the eviction moratorium, right? So I'm not worried. I know on the 10th of the month, the money's in the account. I'm, you're not, you don't have to worry about it at all. So it's uh, it's just interesting. Um, so yeah, we're heavily invested in Detroit, but if I was going to other areas, I would look for the same economic distress and go section eight um, as much as I could. That's interesting. I've, uh, I've had one other person who's his whole strategy was just invest in section eight. And uh, it's unique because most people stay away from section eight, but um, yeah. obviously, you know, there's a, there's a guaranteed income there. So it, it does make sense. Yep. Um, right on. Well, Hey, that is, uh, that's the last question. The final, final question is for the viewers, listeners, you've given us a lot to think about a lot of good advice. I'm sure people want to reach out to you, get in, ta- in contact. So what's the best way for them to, uh, to say hi. Yeah. So best way is going to be on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Anthony man 85. Um, I'm on messenger pretty much all day long. If you're more comfortable with email, it's Anthony at a social strategy.com. Um, again, Anthony at a social strategy.com. Perfect. I will put that in the show notes as well. So if you guys want to reach out to Anthony, just click a little more in the, in the description. It'll pop down the full description in there. You'll be able to find Anthony's link, reach out, say hi, um, ask him about that section eight. So Anthony, thank you again for hopping on the show. It's been a pleasure having you. Absolutely, man. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Of course. And for everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason that we do this. So we appreciate having you here. Again, the best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, share this episode with your friends and family. Other than that, hope you guys have a great week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you 
in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next, you'll get the contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all of the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. After that, you'll get the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. Next up, we'll give you the Investor's Daily Success Tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the Wholesaler's Template for Quick Assignment Cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, so you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses when you download the ebook today. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.